1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: This is
3: Danny and Dusty.
4: Meringatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new.
3: With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera.
4: All fellows with monkey sounds
3: in there called good. The The old Danny Meringue pie? Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon and happy Monday. Wow, What a great Monday it is, too. I think kind of like uh, everybody is... Everybody's happy on this Monday. Whether you're a duck or a beef, you've got a good feel about how things went this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, you kind of knew the drill. You you got kept it close, and at the end, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! We still want to lose. Maybe have two top ten picks. You're not too down about that. Ah, uh-huh. good little weekend. How was everybody's weekend?
4: Not not too bad. After the, yeah. after a crippling Cardinals loss, they uh, managed to double it up with another crippling loss, and so they were out of the playoffs quickly.
3: Yep, yep, we all found out that Danny doesn't handle uh, playoffs very well.
4: Nope, not great, Bob.
3: No, nope, that's not good at all, which, uh, is it bad that makes me very excited? No. Oh, okay, because I, I was sitting there, and I'm like, this is going to be good content as oh, no. we move forward. Oh, no, it's it's Having it's, your heart ripped out. Yeah,
4: no, no, it's, it's always great content.
3: Because tonight, uh... You might happen again because the Chiefs play the Raiders in Monday Night Football. That's great news. Yeah, no, that's that's it's great. That's, this that is I all feel, gearing up for your heart to be. Yeah, no, I, I
4: feel like that's going to be another gutting loss. And and Portland looked like twice fried, yeah. Tw- yeah, twice fried crap last night against the Kings. So, all right, I was really uh, the really the only thing that came out of this weekend that was good was for me was USC. Yeah,
3: wait, why are people freaking out so much about the Blazers in preseason basketball again? Last night was even worse. Oh, they looked awful, like right. uh,
4: tremendously bad on multiple fronts. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great, Bob. not great, but uh, that's a, Well, I, maybe I, they'll
3: get one Benyama.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, that would certainly not fly in uh, the history of Portland, but hey, I'm <laughs> just going gonna to go, go ahead and say that now. Uh, but uh, no, uh, it, it, was a, it was a good sports weekend around the Northwest, kay. whether you're a Duck, a beeve, uh I mean, even the Kooks, they looked okay against USC, I think, to an extent. Uh, well, for a half. Yeah, for a half. Uh, and then let's not forget in the uh the great state of Washington the Mariners man second biggest comeback in ALDS or er, er, uh, uh postseason history.
3: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, That was actually really cool. Uh, uh the win over the Blue Jays in the scary moment that just kind of like ugh, with Springer and Bichette mm-hmm. running into each other, man, that was one of those terrifying ones where you're like you're like score oh, score wait. are they George dead? Springer might be dead, but score and then you kind of feel like You feel a little bit bad for a second, but then you realize, like, oh, no, it's going to be okay, and it was good to see Springer get up and kind of, like, wave off as they're carting him off. Rarely do you see somebody carted off in a baseball game. No, not all that often. That, like, uh, okay, guys who've been carted off in baseball, Uh, the Mariner Moose when he broke his ankle rollerblading behind the four-wheeler, George Springer. Oh, That's it. That's no, all I got right there. There
4: was somebody who ran full speed into a into wall. wall. They yeah, got carted off. They got carted off. There was a there was probably a head and neck injury, and they actually I think they, rarely they,
3: happens. They
4: reinforced the wall after that with padding.
3: Well, yeah. Well, Rodney McCray, he had at uh, Civic Stadium, he ran right through he the right, wall. Yeah, I
4: mean, it was he was literally uh, on. Uh, what was the old uh, NBC show uh,
3: the Sports Machine? Yeah.
4: <laughs> the highlight reel every single time man
3: uh yeah but uh what you how was your weekend it was good yeah. it was really good it was busy man it's just everything is just so busy during football season these two weeks are busy right what like, two weeks
4: like this in in the sports dumb world
3: no yeah for sports it's very busy but like no like just life in general during mm. football season is just it's always busy. We've got you, kids. You kids. We got, I'm coaching. We've got Ducks pregame. we got Ducks and Beavers games that we're watching. My neighbor, uh, Hot Tub Greg, is moving to Spain. So he and Boring Gary came over, and they watched the game.
4: I love how you have names for all of your neighbors.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Is
4: that, is that like how you remember names? Is like a, a, you're... That's your no. They
3: want to be called Hot Tub Greg and Boring Gary. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they,
4: did they, they prefer. Do they introduce themselves as such?
3: Yeah, if you were to meet them, yeah, they would. They would fully embrace being Hot Tub Greg and Boring Gary. Okay. Um, they came over, and so it was. Uh, Hot Tub Greg was a long-time season ticket holder for the beeves, oh. so you can imagine when we put our children to bed, uh, because he doesn't have cable anymore because we're moving to Spain like next week. Mm. Uh, or, like, at the end of the month, but they're, they don't have cable or anything. So he's at our house watching Beeb's games. He is screaming at the top of his lungs as Trayshawn Harrison <laughs> is is scoring a touchdown. And <laughs> my kids wake up the next morning, they're like, yeah, Dad, we heard that. We heard Greg screaming down there. It was like, yeah, yeah, he was going nuts. Yeah, that all happened. Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah, and so it was a good weekend. It was a really good weekend. Then yesterday we had, like, a, a barbecue with... Uh, this is... This is a an odd story. Um,
4: First of all, I'm going to stop you real quick. Cause mm-hmm. It's an odd story that you're barbecuing in Oregon
3: in October. In October.
4: It's rad. It was eighty. But it's, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, did the same thing. Yeah. But it's it's. I mean, I'm I, I'm wearing basketball yeah. shorts right now. It's very weird that it's still this warm.
3: Yeah. They. But this is like we we've become good friends with, uh, or we've become friends with our uh, our daughters you know her best friend their parents right sure sure
4: do, do they have names yet yeah
3: they, no they don't yet okay. uh it, but the the way this whole thing came about is like evelyn comes home from school one day this was like a, a year ago and she's like uh i um, we can't really talk about what we we're like hey well yeah what do uh what do your friends parents do and they're like well we can't really talk about it and i was like what yeah, and, and my here, daughter's right? like yeah, you know it's it's kind of inappropriate, and I was like, "Wait, what?" She's like, "I don't want to say it around Bubba and the, the, my son." And I'm like, w- "What is happening here? Like, what are we getting ourselves into?" And and we're like, "Well, can you just like you know like whisper it to us, and then we'll 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 figure we'll it out figure there. this, we'll go yeah. from here." Because right now there's alarm bells that are going off <laughs> in my head. Like this is not good at not all. Not
4: great. Do we need to get this kid away from the other kid? And my
3: like my daughter. Do- it it didn't help what my daughter said. She just whispered, leans over to my wife and she whispers, "Butt stuff." And I, we were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, proctologist. Turns out, no. Turns out, he is an artist, the local artist who's got books uh, like trading cards. He has a book called like "Butts on Things," is what it is. Like it's like a big deal. It's not like it's you can go ahead and Google it, uh, but it like he was at Comic Con.
2: I am not going to Google butt stuff on the, comput- yeah, on the computer. Yeah, don't do that.
3: But no, he's got like puzzles. He's got card games. He's got books. It's like art Buts on
4: things. Five hundred fifty piece jigsaw puzzle.
3: Yeah, and it's like a taco with the butt, or like That's a exactly donut right. with the butt, or like a and it, it's like art. He's like he's an artist, and it was just really weird how my daughter framed that to us. So when we. Uh, finally looked it up. We we're like, oh my gosh, no! We've actually had seen his art around, and we have friends that have like the magnets on their refrigerators and stuff like that. But it was a little jarring at first. And he's great people, and we couldn't be happier <laughs> that, that our daughter is friends with him because a really cool kid. Boring Gary, yeah. hot tub. Who's the other guy? Oh, hot tub Greg. Hot tub Greg. Yeah,
4: and butt stuff. Yeah, whatever this person
3: Yeah, butts on things, guy. Hey,
4: butts on no things, looking. guy.
3: Yeah. Okay. No, it's but it's really it's really it's actually really cool art.
4: No, no, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It is it like this is something I, I guarantee you if I, if I just if I just send this to my wife right now she'd be like oh that's funny.
3: Yeah. No. 100. They got a lot of really cool stuff going on with it, and uh what are you? Are you, Russ, are you playing a butt song in the back? Boogie in your butt. Boogie in your butt. In your butt. In your butt. That's right. You went and found this, uh, but it's actually like really popular art, and he like, uh, it's, it's it's super cool. Oh, yeah, you no. Know,
4: it was it was, like far,
3: it was far it was far far less uh, red flag than than we ever would assume when my daughter says butt stuff when she comes home and says. <laughs> But, Can't talk about it in front of my dog. Barbecue
4: with
2: the butt guy went well. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, butt but stuff. Awesome. Todd, huh? What's that? That's a butt stuff. Todd. Huh? Oh, it's Brian. Brian. Oh, yeah. butt stuff. Brian. That's Ooh, even better. Even better. Like, yeah. yeah. That just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You never want
4: you listen that that, that conversation. If you, if you're, you never, if you're third party in that one, <laughs> hey, what's up, butt stuff, Brian?
3: No, that's not. We're not. We're not going there. Oh, we're yeah, not going to no, go yeah, there. Yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. You've been handed gold, and you're not going to take it. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Right. All to say, it was a good weekend. Nice. And that little beautiful voice in playing the uh, butt songs is Jeff Rust. Welcome back, Jeff Rust. Hey. Back to the
2: dead, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Hey, I'm here. Yeah, most, you know,
3: I still get tired. He's a one-time COVID survivor, Jeff Rust. Yes. Congratulations. Hope, hopefully
2: it remains only one time. Yep. Yeah. That's hum babe. Well,
3: I yeah. mean. You, are you a COVID survivor, too?
4: I don't know. I
3: think so. Oh. Really? Now people often say, like, I don't know. I
4: got tested a bunch of times that I've never had a positive test.
3: Oh, so you're not a COVID survivor?
4: I I, I came back from Hawaii and got absolutely throttled, mm-hmm. and we thought it was COVID. Yeah, it but was you not. never test.
3: Yeah, you just got like, sick. Well, we
4: could we couldn't find tests at that point in time. Yeah. So, but like we think that. Mm, we, so maybe. Like we were sick. Like I I was home for three weeks.
3: That's like, yeah, not was, good.
4: No, it crushed me. Whatever it was. All right. Well, maybe so. you are
3: too. Uh. Well. Welcome to the club. I'm glad that you're healthy, Jeff Rust. Yeah, it's nice to be out of bed. It's like you know, it's one thing
2: to lounge around and do nothing for a while, but a week straight in bed is it gets old. It does <laughs> it
4: though? Does it?
2: <laughs> I burned through oh. everything on my DVRs. Like I was stretching for something. There to watch. is
3: something to that. Like I was when I when I got the COVIDs last year. It's about almost a year ago. Mm. It was one of those things where I was sitting there just – and you can't – don't leave your bedroom. That was like when I didn't leave my bedroom for a week, and it was a week. And I was like, the walls are closing in.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Like I started – I called it – I started my – I started working out at that time, and I called it my prison workout.
2: Yeah.
4: Because
3: all I could do was like push-ups, sit-ups, and like I was like – I was doing pull-ups on anything that could support me. Like it was that I was – the walls felt like they were closing in on me. And it was nothing like prison, um, not not at all. The food was being delivered. It, it was very good.
4: And there was no, you know, threat of
3: rape. No, none, no, okay. none, none that I know of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I could take.
4: Good, good to know, no yeah, shankings.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh,
4: <laughs> a Lego here or there, but no shankings.
3: I could take a poop, and my cellie wouldn't be just sitting there staring at me like it was. Yeah, I had a little bit of, I had privacy up there. But I was sitting there at the beginning. I'm like, this is awesome. I can watch all the shows I want to watch. I can do whatever I want to do. Day three, done. I was out. I wanted out. I wanted out. There was nothing that I wanted more than to be out of that room. And I went in like – it was – I went to the backyard. Like everybody like left the house. I went down, walked in the backyard, and I just paced back and forth. Like it was like a prison yard. Like I don't know – I'm not suited – for tight quarters like that for a long period of time, I would not do well in prison. It was, it is well, very I, good that I, think there's I other do. Reasons for that. There's so many reasons why. <laughs> there are so many reasons why. Like, uh, what gang do I join? I don't know. But the, I was just like so bored out of my gourd. Is sitting at home is something that is uh, I can't do it. I'm not built for that. I, I'm not wired that way.
4: I can only because I've had so many injury recovery times and I've kind of like. Adjusted myself mentally, like uh, when I had my hip surgery, I did not leave my bed other than to go to the bathroom or to take a shower yeah for basically a month oh like I, I couldn't oh. like, I physically could not just couldn't do just it do it, it was, like the doctors like, not only can you, you shouldn't like you need to chill and that was I watched everything and Watch I mean watched it all everything like i was I was down like anime rabbit holes
3: weird oh yeah, oh yeah no, i I watched. Everything. Did you get into it at all? Oh,
4: no, listen, there's some good ones out there. 100% yeah. there is. Okay.
3: Um,
4: speaking of stuck in a room, Gulliver, mm-hmm. Ben Gulliver, the watched the post, yeah. went and did the, uh, the bubble.
1: And yeah. And I, 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 oh, I talked yeah. to him throughout
4: this whole thing. Um, but, like, this is when everybody was taking it very, very precautionary, very seriously. Well, for sure. And he got to the hotel, and they weren't staying in the, the four seasons that the teams were staying at, like, That were very nice. Like, they were at an okay hotel on the property. Yeah. But Ben's 6'5"?
3: He's a big feller. 6'6"? Yeah.
4: And the room they put him in was, like, two of the rooms that we're in right now.
3: And they had to do the isolation for five days before they could even come out. Yeah,
4: In that room. Yeah. And, again, Ben's Mm -hmm. Mm 6'6", in a very small room. And in order to pass the time, he literally walked from side to side in the room. And he tracked his steps and everything. He was doing like twelve thousand steps a day, in a room where he can take like five steps.
3: No, think about that. Yeah,
4: like that's a level of insanity. Like, I I love my guy BG, but like that's
3: nope, hard pass. But silver lining in all of that. I bought the book Bubble Ball. uh, He wrote a book about it. I wish I could say I bought the book. uh, He just gave gave it to you. Yeah, I bought. I bought the book because I want to support. I want to support the craft. I want to support Absolutely. the art. So I went. I went and I bought Bubble Ball uh, from Ben. And now I just need to uh, need to find out. I need to get signed by him next time he's in town. There you go. <clears throat> um, all right. I don't know. We've we've gone a lot of different directions here. Welcome back, Rust. Hey, thanks. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. All right. uh, We got a lot of football to get to on today's show, and it is that time of the year. We got a little baseball, too. Uh, Just a smidgen of baseball in your uh, football smorgasbord that we will be feeding you today. Uh, The Ducks offense continues to be ripping. Um, If I had a drop board, I would play the Pete Carroll drop of him saying the offense was ripping. One of my favorite Pete Carroll drops. We will talk about uh, Oregon. Look. UCLA is that team, okay? If
4: I refuse to admit it until they play in the Rose Bowl.
3: Well, I will say this: if they had the what, what is it? the the he is him stupid thing that's on social media uh-huh. right now, yeah, they they would see UCLA is him. I guess it's them. UCLA is them.
4: Don't, don't UCLA is don't them. Let, don't miss. Yeah, UCLA pronoun. is them.
3: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's right. Um, UCLA made a statement this weekend against uh, Utah, and a game there where the, the score wasn't even as close as uh, how that game played out. We got a lot of ton of NFL to get to as well, because we have our first firing in the NFL. Whoop, um, but where we got to start, the catch that saved a season Danny and Dusty on the fan.: The offense was ripping.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: You take them all, man. Danny and Dusty on the fan. And put them in control. I don't like to overreact on uh, every win and loss as the season goes on, but it really did feel like Treshawn Harrison's 56-yard touchdown uh, at the end of the game against Stanford on Saturday night saved the Oregon State Beaver season. With the way that the beeves had uh, kind of battled in that game and coming off of two losses, one heartbreaker, one blowout, It felt like a third straight loss in the way that that game was playing out down on the farm. It felt like it was going to be a backbreaker for the Beavs. But that Treshaun Harrison catch, run, and touchdown, that's the kind of play that gives your team spark and gives gives your team life uh, in a game where you steal one on the road. And I, I, I say it every week, the road is hard to win on and they found a way to do it.
4: You take a look at what Oregon State has been this year. They took care of business their first three games. Struggled in uh, last week's game uh, against Utah. They were kind of fighting and clawing. I think mentally they were in a in a rough spot after getting kind of kicked in the junk by, by Utah. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, they, they kind of had the dead beaver on the side of the road vibe going through the most of that game. But... Road victories, unless you're playing for style points, the very top of the AP or the coaches' poll, don't matter. No. They don't matter. And so finding a way to win this game, if they end up at eight or nine wins, which, again, still a difficult task, no one is going to care how they got there.
3: No. And this was a game that they needed. And, you know, it had one of those uh uh-oh kind of vibes from the very beginning when they marched down the field and then – our boy Atticus, which is still – Atticus Sappington is like – Great name. He sounds like he should be – Atticus Sappington. He should be playing in the London game as a there kicker. Um, missing that field 40-yarder early, and it was like, uh-oh, is this thing going to get weird? And then the beeves fall fall into a hole. And immediately after Stanford scored, and there you had that weird fair catch call where the beeves get yeah. pinned on the one-yard line, and oh. you're like, oh, no <laughs> – and everybody's like, "Wait, he didn't call for a fair catch. Bolden didn't call for a fair catch. Well, no, he doesn't need to. <laughs> Who was it? It was uh, Coletto, right? Yeah. Uh, it was run, runs up to him and he gives the the fair catch signal. The the reason why they have that is remember when they would put two guys back and one guy would do the fake fair catch and then the other guy catch it and run. Like it it was a, was a to little get away with that. Yeah, yeah, a little. You got to close up some loopholes here. And with that drive, I was like, oh no. This team is in some trouble here. You have the missed field goal. Stanford answers with the touchdown. And you're in a 7 nothing hole, and you start on your own one-yard line. This could get ugly for the Beavs. And what happened? Gilbranson engineers a 99-yard drive, and you get a touchdown. I was like, okay, there's a little bit of life here. There's a little bit of life to this Beavs team. And and the, like that game was just a series of fight back, fight back for Oregon State because – if it could go wrong, it did go wrong. You have, like, what, five three and outs over the course of that game. Your offense with your backup quarterback, you can see why Chance Nolan is the guy, right? But I really, you have your backup quarterback going on the road, doesn't turn the ball over one time, has some misthro- a lot of misthrows um, and missed opportunities, but at the same time, you're sitting there and you're going, you gave yourselves a chance to win at the very end, and that fight back mentality for the Beavs, you saw that on the final drive where Harrison, that was a bad, poorly thrown ball, if we're going to be quite no honest. Thrown. Harrison has his hand in the face mask of Stanford's defender uh-huh. in one hand, and the other one, I, I still don't know the physics of how that ball just Came like his arm. went off his arm, wrapped around the defender, and went into his side, and he ended up coming down with it. But it happened, and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen because those sorts of plays, th- those are... Those live on. Catapults. Yeah,
4: they, they can they catapult
3: you forward, and I think the Beavs did it. And you take a look at the Beavs. I mean, they
4: were dead for three quarters. They ten points, didn't really done much of anything. No, anywhere they hadn't really stopped Stanford. They hadn't really. I don't think they had had a play over twenty yards at that point in time. They, did they? Did they break a big play? I don't. I don't think they did.
3: Uh, yeah, Martinez had that big run. Oh, that's right, Martinez, Martinez had a that's huge right. he did it run. Yards. No, a grown man no, run. That was,
4: that was in the fourth. It, it hadn't happened. Oh, yet. before that, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. They hadn't done anything yet. Like they everything was just four yards or less. They're it's fighters, just
1: like,
4: but they stayed in it. They didn't give up. And like, it's easy to say that story now because they won. I mean, the the victor always gets to write the story, right? Mm-hmm. But. And the flip side, like this is how you get things done: is that you just find
3: a way. And that was that was the it was such a huge win for Oregon State to move forward with the rest of the year because they lose that one, you go down 3 You know, you're talking about eight or nine wins, right? Yeah. And looking now, at the schedule,
4: you start looking at six, maybe you, seven.
3: You have a back breaking loss like that where you're lethargic for for what? And really, if we're being honest. They moved the ball really well to start the game mm-hmm. on their first two first drives. Two first the two drive, they just missed a 40-yard field goal. And then they had a 99-yard drive where like that thing took up... It was 7 minutes and 45 mm-hmm. seconds or whatever it was. You didn't get that touchdown in the first quarter, but that was a first-quarter drive where you moved the ball. And then after that, it was a, just 3-and-out, 3-and-out. And out 3 and out and you got to give Stanford a ton of credit there. But also... It, that is largely the reason why you're you playing with your backup quarterback, right? You were four for 13 on third downs. If you were behind the sticks, you weren't going to be getting it. And drives are going to stall out. It's can your defense tread enough water. And give credit to Bryson Tremaine and Tanner McKee. Those two guys had a huge game. And it looked like as much as that game meant to Oregon State to get out of there and find a way to win, it meant the exact same to Stanford. Yes. And that that loss, for yeah. as good as it was for the Beavs, that's crippling for They're, they're cooked. 0-4 in
4: the conference, 1-4 and four in the season. And then there was a couple of notes kind of coming into that game in the pregame shows of, like, let's, look who they've lost to. They've lost to UCLA. They've lost to USC. Yeah. And they've lost to, what, uh, Oregon. Yeah. Like, you've lost to three ranked. I'm sorry, not UCLA. It was Washington. They've lost to three ranked, very good offenses. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really not a ton of shame in that. And then, they did they look better against Oregon State, against, you know, a lesser competition? Yeah. They did, yeah. but in the end, the, the results matter. I, I will say this. I was glad to see that Oregon State, numbers-wise, well, Branson put up numbers, like 20-29, two fifty-two touchdowns. He did. Like, that's solid, but on the rushing side of things, 40 carries, yeah. almost 200 yards, and...
3: You have to run the ball.
4: They did break up the carries a bit better, in my opinion, where they, instead of three guys with seven or eight, they picked two. They rode Fenwick and they rode Griffin, thirteen carries for Jam, uh fourteen for Deshaun. But and, it was
3: Damian Martinez it, who had the big one. It, it was.
4: <laughs> but but you look at uh Jam, almost six yards of carry. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. They He's
3: they, he's a dude.
4: He he is. Like I, I think that that's that's probably the way they need they, they need to do this is Griffin needs to be your between the tackles guy who's just gonna be your your, your workhorse and then Fenwick and and uh, Martinez are going to end up being your 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 change of pace
3: guys. This was the incredible stat for me for this game. So the Beavs now are two and one in one possession games. Obviously that one loss being against USC. USC. The two that they've got have been on the road, which is good to see, right? Th-
4: th- honestly, that's 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 great for them. They've two nail biters. One obviously the other one against Fresno State.
3: That win over Stanford. Snaps an eight-game losing streak in one-possession games against the Cardinal. <laughs> against Stanford, they've lost eight straight one-possession games against Stanford. Like whatever it is, like you exercise the, the demons. Yeah. You you found a way to do it.
4: They've exercised two demons really this year. Eight-game losing streak. Fresno in State and Stanford. Game. They hadn't beat Fresno State before. My goodness. I mean, so like, for all of the freaking out about stuff, the Beavers are four and two. They've had one bad excuse me one bad game. And it was Utah. Against a very a, a very good Utah team. Yep. And that's it.
3: Hey, like, you, you might not be going to the Rose Bowl. But you know what? You got a good season ahead of you still.
4: You do, and, and to be honest, you're not gonna to go to a Krabby Bowl.
3: Well, you still could. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. You never know. You never know. Because the way they just do the bidding is all willy-nilly, like it's like uh well, listen,
4: Las Vegas Bowl is not a bad place to be. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I loved it for the Bees. It was a, it was a great win for them. Uh, and you know, for having your backup quarterback lead you to a fourteen point fourth quarter comeback, that is a lot for the soul, right? I don't even care that Trayshawn Harrison absolutely had to steal a ball from a defensive back, or or the fact that Jonathan Smith with his backup quarterback went, went the analytics route and went for two mm-hmm. down fourteen. You go for two. That is a you go for two usually a little bit later in the game, but analytics say if you go for two down fourteen, you have a fifty fifty shot uh, of getting it right mm-hmm. It damn near bit the beeves in the butt
4: Dude.
3: but at the same time you saw with that final drive that's why you do it is because you still need a touchdown either way either right way. you you're gonna you're gonna have to get that that touchdown it's it's wonky. It doesn't seem right to folks. In the moment, it you didn't seem right. You have to play right.
4: out the numbers over the long haul for this stuff to matter.
3: Especially when the, the TV commentators are going, why would you go for two here? Yeah. Like, well, like, that hurts. That hurts because when... Because they're not
4: as informed on the process as the team is because they, the team is feeding in data that matters.
3: And the the fact of the matter is that I think a lot of folks were uneasy that a field goal may have been what you were going for. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, no do we had the guy the kid who just missed one at the beginning of the game sure. right but as it played out the the numbers game worked for for Oregon state they ended up winning 28 to 27 in the most unconventional way possible but you got your damn win and i love i love that jonathan smith is leaning into modern football do it go for two down there's 14 a, a go for it on fourth down. down go ahead and and have that be where you hang your hat and and Take the knee on the two point conversion. That was another one. People are like, "Why would you not go for two there?" Well, if your backup quarterback throws an interception on that final two it point conversion, goes the other way it goes the other way for for two points. Uh-huh. You end up losing that game, twenty nine twenty eight. Take the knee. Don't risk it. an extra point getting blocked. Don't risk going for two. Got Just it. take the knee and say, "All right, we're going to trust our defense in the final seconds." And they got an interception out of it. Go Bees. How about that?
4: Interesting.
3: All right. Uh, 503-250-1080. That is a fan text sign. All right, we have our first head to roll in the National Football League. And a promise was broken. I wonder if it was a pinky promise. Mm. Next is Russ with SportsCenter. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. 503-250-1080 at the fan check time. We have these fans uh, chiming in that, uh, reminding us the long snapper was hurt uh, for the, in that fourth quarter. They did mention that on the broadcast, but the point uh, of it remains. Go, the analytics community, Football Outsiders, uh, did a really long write-up on this. I think it was a couple of years ago. On uh, going for two down 14. It is the right call. It's what you mm-hmm. do. Yes. And every team has a backup long snapper.
4: They, they figured out. You travel. I can't remember what But game. they
3: did. They continued to do it. And that's why you take a knee there, too. You don't want to risk it. You don't, you don't want to risk anything going haywire in that final second.
4: There was a kick this weekend. I'm, I, I'm totally lost where it was at. The uh, punter was the holder. It was a bad snap. He put it down on the ground sideways. It might have been the USC game. He the kicked her. The, the was the snapper, or was the the holder? The kicker, like the like, it was a horrible snap. And they put the ball down. and It ended up like going down on the ground flat.
3: Really?
4: The kicker kicked it, and it had a s- spiral to they it. They did the
3: watermelon but, kick.
4: Yes, and it was a, It ended up being good, but it was one of the more insane kicks I've ever seen. I me mean, thinking about the long snapper made me think of that. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to find the clip and and, and put it out. Uh, but it was one of the most insane kicks I've seen in a long time. When you talk about kickers missing like normal field goals, and yet this kicker just kicked the crap out of the
3: ball and somehow made it through. Yep. All right. Um, let's talk about Matt Rule. Let's. First coach to get fired in the NFL. Matt Rule. Carolyn. Was it? Was wow. it surprising that he was the first guy to get fired or when he got fired? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because he was one of those guys that he was going to be like the rumored hot seat was... Carolina, and he's better to do something now. Well, he didn't after uh, absolutely getting trounced, trounced uh, by the San Francisco 49ers of all teams. They've been dinged up as well. 37-15. The
4: offensive powerhouse that is the 49ers.
3: Jimmy G finally got rolling right with uh, 253 yards and a couple teddies in that game. But 37-15 to loss at home. To a like a 49ers team that was trying to find their footing offensively, you see Matt Rule get fired, and Matt Rule, don't feel bad for sad for Matt Rule because He'll be
4: just fine.
3: Yeah, this is what two we're about two and a third into a seven year contract Ooh. that he signed with the Carolina Panthers, and he's gonna have uh, in the remaining four years all going to be guaranteed money. He's gonna get forty million dollars because he was getting paid ten million dollars a year.
4: Turns out, it's good money to be an NFL coach.
3: Yeah, it's really hard to get to, but but
4: when you get those opportunities, take them. I, I, I honestly, man, like if you're one of the, unless you're like a god tier coach in college football, a Saban, a Jimbo who's making, I think he's got a hundred million dollars. I think ninety million of it is guaranteed. If you have you seen like the what A and M was talking about, they they can't get rid of him no matter no, what. No, like it's in, like. He is he's going to be their coach for the next decade because they owe him so much money. But unless you're one of those guys, like if the NFL came calling for a, a Dickert or a Lanning, yeah, like a young guy, I don't understand why you wouldn't go take the money. And even if you even if it sucks, like go get more money than God, then go coach wherever you want to coach. Come back to college football. <laughs> so I mean, seriously, like a Lanning, I think he makes I think I think it's like two two three million at Oregon.
3: Oh, I think he makes like three and a half. Okay,
4: but like. Don't yeah. get me wrong, and crazy good money, but yep. not ten million. Ooh,
3: um, yeah, he's he's around, he's around there. I'm gonna have to find that out, but yeah, uh, annual salary of four point eight five. Oh, good for him. Yeah,
4: uh, that's lower than I thought, but still, you can get double that and yep. then some in the NFL. Sure, with buyouts and and much more guaranteed years and like this, it's
3: a multi billion dollar industry. Yes, yeah. you can
4: and I don't understand why so many of these college coaches are like ah oh, no I'm happy where I am. Like I get that it's a different job, it's a different gig, it's it's all of that. But listen, go, go flame out and come back to college football and not worry about it.
3: It is. I I get it. I get why a coach would. would you know, you have college coaches and you have NFL coaches. It's, it's completely different industry, a different completely game. different um, element of winning over a locker room. That's why Nick Saban is a guy that he just doesn't work in the NFL. He's too much of a control freak, and that's one of the things that Matt Rule, uh, by all accounts, people said, "Hey, this is a guy who's he's got he's got it right. He can he can control a locker room, whether it be professional. He's a great motivator or college. Uh, he's a guy that can that that can be." one that crosses over from NFL, college to the NFL. Well, it didn't last too long. He is um, he joins the likes of John Gruden, fired last year. Mm-hmm. Not really because of on-field performance. Nope. But if you go on-field performance, you had Dan Quinn fired week five. He was 0-5. Bill O'Brien fired after week four in an 0-4 start. Both those guys in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, which usually, if you're catching the mat, there, Bill O'Brien, week four got fired. Dan Quinn, week five got fired. Mm-hmm. This is when the bloodletting starts. If there's anybody else out there, they're gonna they're gonna do it. But it is actually pretty rare that you get a guy fired mid-season for performance because Jay Grun did in 2019 after an 0 and five start. Mm-hmm. You have to go back to 2015 uh, until the until the next one. So since 2015, we have had only. Four coaches fired due to performance hmm. midseason.
4: It's not. It's not major league baseball where they they chew through managers left, right, and center. Here's your here's your Scott Frost uh, stat of the week. Uh, yes, Rule had a record of eleven and twenty-seven, including the one and four start. But they were one and twenty-seven when allowing seventeen or more points, including twenty-five losses
3: in a row. Oh, my gosh.
4: That, that's, that's, that's as bad or worse than the Scott Frost one score games.
3: Wow. With Matt Rule, though, you can have terrible stats, but he's going to be getting a college job.
4: Oh, they, they said that he's already getting... In a like, hurry. In, like,
3: he's not going to, and I don't think it's going to be Arizona State. I think where Nebraska? he would might be, might be dangerous is Wisconsin.
4: Oh yeah he does he does seem like
3: that he guy. could be when you think he could modernize their offense a little bit but yeah. still have the nuts and bolts of what they used to do, which is run the ball. if you think about what he was at like at Temple and then Baylor mm-hmm. before he went to the NFL he can recruit the academic types, which is what which Wisconsin is yeah. hangs their hat hat on uh, because it is actually a tougher university to get into than I think a lot of folks would think
4: it's got the toughest uh, restrictions in the big 10
3: I think if you yeah public schools yeah well I mean Michigan then that's in a conference with Michigan yes. in it. so if you're if you're thinking of a good fit Wisconsin may be a good fit don't rule out Nebraska throwing out a bunch of money for him too and trying to revitalize that program but there's something about Matt rule that screams Wisconsin to me.
4: Yeah, no, that, you, as soon as you say that, yeah, if that, he, that
3: does. If they don't go down the road of Dickert or, look, like if you're a Hugh Dub fan and Kalen DeBoer, if, if, he, get, if he rifles off some wins there, head back to the Midwest. But I think that Matt Rule is a guy that would actually work.
2: Odd Shark like has Nebraska, as Matt rules, likeliest next destination. Because they're
3: going to throw a, a, a butt ton of money man. at him. Yeah,
2: Nebraska at plus 150, Auburn at plus 300, and Wisconsin minutes. is third at plus 500. I yeah. would stay clear of Auburn. Uh,
3: you think? I mean, that's just
2: that's just a
4: hellscape.
3: Well, and this is the interesting part. He's got offset language in his contract that says that wherever he goes next, you know, that takes away from Carolina having to pay him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Wherever he goes for the next four years, $1 salary. There you
2: go. And then the, uh, the next three teams are all Pac-12, Arizona State, Colorado, and Stanford. Stanford?
3: Stanford. David Shaw, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't see that one coming. but The interesting part about the – and why you may say it was a surprise is that remember when he took that job at Carolina, he wanted assurances that he would be there for a long time. That's why – Seven-year deal. Seven-year deal and all of it guaranteed – and David Tepper was the guy who just purchased the team, and this was like, okay, I'm going to make a promise to you. They kind of went in cahoots at, all right, this is going to be good for both of us. He didn't even last three full seasons. He's like two and a third into his seven-year deal. Gone. That pinky promise did not go very long between yeah. Tepper and Matt Rule.
4: No, but he's getting money on the way out.
3: was that team is so bad. In like injuries keep on mounting up for them and they just pile on and pile on and pile on. This is it's the cutthroat business though and I don't think anybody should feel bad for Matt Rule cuz for the next 4 years he doesn't have to have a job. He can he can sit at home and collect 10 million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, god, I want that job. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. <clears throat> What was turning into a nice little one-two punch is now just a jab. Next on The Fan.
2: Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan.
3: Seahawks uh, fall in New Orleans thirty-nine, thirty-two yesterday, but... More distressing than the Seahawks losing because they now fall to two and three, um, which is I mean okay. You you kind of want Geno Smith to flash that he can be a guy for you, and then maybe lose these games late. Number
4: one offense in of the league.
3: Number one offense in of the league. Uh, well, they had a really good one-two punch after Rashad Penny went for 151 yards last week against Detroit. Uh-huh. Uh He had eight carries for 54 yards in that game before going down with a. This sucks somebody, for him and it's frustrating. Him in the leg. High ankle sprain, fractured fibula that will require surgery. He's done for the year now. Rashad Penny.
4: That kind of tells you how blunt that impact was. To uh, get an ankle sprain and a fracture.
3: Yeah. that's That's not great. Well, what sucks for him, though, is that we've seen, you know, the whole thing with Rashad Penny throughout his time in Seattle is okay. When he's healthy, he's, he's good. Good. He's great. And then he's been really stinking good the last two years. And they, they gave a ton of credit to Adrian Peterson kind of coming in and showing him how to be a pro. And after last year, which was like over six yards of carry, he did it again this year mm-hmm. in a prove it year. And then to have this happen, that, that's just brutal. And you, you, you think of, the long-term effects that'll have on him and his pocketbook as a player, um, but for this team this year, him and Kenneth Walker. Now that Walker w- was finally getting healthy, they were a nice little one-two punch. Yeah. And to have them, to have Penny go down and be done for the year. Now you're going to be leaning a ton on Kenneth Walker, who had his injuries at the beginning of the season. That you you're sitting there questioning whether or not he, he's going to be good enough to kind of carry that bulk of the load.
4: Yeah. You want the Seahawks to suck if you're a Seahawks fan. I know that's that's a weird yeah. thing to say, but one thing we've talked about is you like the whole point of going back and forth between, between Gino and Jake was like the idea of the game being more enjoyable while they sucked. Yeah. Cuz you don't want to be the Panthers. That's, that's if you're the Panthers you you're just you're not watching the game. It, it's it's unwatchable football. The Seahawks do not play unwatchable
3: football. Not no. At all. No, uh, they're it, actually really entertaining. For like the first three quarters, and they no. usually fall apart at the end. Which is fantastic. Which is okay.
4: That's exactly what you want. Give me three quarters of entertaining, <sighs> and then make it so that they're not right there. Like, don't put me on the edge of my seat. But I, I, I want to use all my seat. You know, I, I'm buying a ticket. I want the whole seat, not just the edge. You know? <laughs> and with that, you look at this team. I think they're doing exactly what they need to do. The problem is here is that I don't think there's a world where Penny can stay healthy. No. I, I think this is Carson 2.0 probably, which is really unfortunate because Penny has been so good. If you're the Seahawks here, you've got to go get another back off the off a practice squad or something, though, because you've got to keep Walker healthy. You yep. you can't let him pick up Knox because all of a sudden you're you're landing on him for 25 carries a game. That's the thing as I, I look at what's, what's pressing for Seattle is getting through this season with guys that matter, not taking – Big bad injuries. That that's probably to me the most important thing. Both their tackles stay healthy, yeah. that their young running back stays healthy, that DK and, and Lockett stay healthy. Like you're that's really the goal of this season. Don't have anybody pick up an ACL, a shoulder, a torn bicep, or a fractured like that's the goal of this season. Go out, play football, stay safe, stay healthy, lose games.
3: Well it, it sucks for Like when you think of that, it's also you look at the NFC West being kind of up for grabs right now. Mm-hmm. San Francisco obviously looks like the best team, but they lose Emmanuel Mosley after he had a great game in Carolina. Another ACL had a pick six had a, like he was all over the place, knocking balls down, and then he tears his ACL. Yeah,
4: it's just ugh.
3: that's brutal. That is so brutal. The Rams they look like a disaster, especially up front. Their offensive line. I, I said it after week one. Continued to say it. Their offensive line is going to be an issue for them and is a problem for them moving forward. They've got issues. You have the Arizona Cardinals, who their late-season woes are actually happening right now. So does this mean they're going to be really good at the end of the year? I don't know. No. Or are they just going to be bad
4: throughout? No, they be bad throughout.
3: Because la- yesterday was like one of those late-season losses that the Cardinals have where you have a chance to beat Philly at the end, mm. and Kyler Murray slides early, not knowing where the sticks are. Er- and you end up having a third and one and Cliff. Kingsbury tells him to spike it. Not sure why, but then it, you spike it on third down and one. Now you have to bring in your kicker, who is missing wide right all game long. And you have to bring him in to try to to, to hit the game-tying field goal against Philly to send in an OT and wide right. And you end up finding a way to lose that game. I, I don't know what to think of anybody in this division, except for San Francisco's defense has been stellar. Can they stay healthy? Because you already lost one, and this is a team that continues to lose guys over and over and over again due to injury.
4: Do you know what team is the, scoring the least amount of points in the NFC?
3: Which team is scoring the least?
4: Scored the least amount of points for this season. <laughs> and
3: it's not the Bears? Not the Bears. (laughs) Oh, no way.
4: It's the Rams. Uh, Yeah,
3: that kind of makes sense. The Rams
4: have scored 80 points, which is six points less than the Bears, who are at 86. The only teams who have scored less in the NFL, the Broncos at 75, the Colts at 69, the Steelers at 77.
3: Steelers are a mess.
4: That's how anemic the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams are on offense right now.
3: That's not good, Bob. Not good. All right, one hour down. We still got two more to go. Danny, and Dusty, on the fan. We really
4: need new phones. T-Mobile will
0: cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month, with eligible trade-in when you switch.